0: Welcome to that Mom Life. I'm Sarah Jordan and I'm super excited this week I am joined by Renee Murphy. She is the Communications and Community Relations for Jefferson County Public Schools, largest school district in the state of Kentucky. A former TV news anchor, all around just amazing woman altogether and I'm so happy you took the time out to talk to me today.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. I'd like to just uh, have you with me all the time. That was a wonderful introduction. So, thank you so much. <laughs>
0: well you've been one of those ones that I'm like I've got to track down Renee I've got to track down Renee because to me you're such a fascinating person in general and people know you with obviously a lot of the public hats that you wear but when they're around you in person you're so happy you always have a smile on your face even when things are crazy obviously given school in 2020 you're just a positive person and a great energy so thank you for being you in general.
1: <laughs> oh, well, you are sweet. You know, it's um I I say that my past career has really helped me for my current career and juggling everything. And so, you know, you you learn to uh, balance and keep yourself at an even keel when things can be stressful around you. And so I try to always keep that in mind and just keep focused on what we're supposed to be doing and how we can accomplish that and not get too rattled, not get too up, not get too down, just kind of stay in the middle as much as I can.
0: So let's rewind for people who may not know your background. So we obviously know the Renee Murphy, who was a TV anchor and is now one of the main spokespersons for Jefferson County Public Schools. But prior to that, where did you grow up? Where are you from?
1: So my parents moved around a lot when I was a kid. Um, My dad was not in the military. People always ask me if we are military based on the amount of times that we moved. But my dad was a real visionary and always was looking for new opportunities, new challenges, um, and new things to take on. And so we moved around some when I was a kid, um, but I went to high school in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I always say I'm from North Carolina, um, and we we lived there for quite a while. Uh, My parents have since moved away. They live in Virginia now. But I went to high school in North Carolina, and then I went to college in Virginia at Virginia Commonwealth University. Go Rams. Uh, I love my time at VCU. It was a great school. It was the perfect school for me. Um, And then after I went to graduated from college, I went to work in Greenville, Mississippi. That was my first TV job um, on air. Uh, But actually, before that, I worked at ESPN for a little while as a production assistant um, in Bristol, Connecticut. And then I went to um, work at WABG in Greenville in Greenville, Mississippi. Um, And then I went to Youngstown, Ohio. After that. Um and then I came to Louisville, Kentucky in 2003. I had to think back there for a moment, like gosh, like where have I been?
0: <laughs> do you think moving a lot, moving around a lot as a kid affected obviously friendships and stuff like that? But do you think it's affected you as you had to move around for your career? I mean, obviously you were willing to move whenever you had to.
1: It really prepared me uh, for what I would ultimately end up doing in, in my adult life. Um, so I was, I've always been able to adapt in um, different circumstances, new cities, different settings. And I think that really comes from um, moving around as a child. And I know that when we moved in the sixth grade, that year was was maybe the toughest for me. And um, my dad had a long talk with me and we came to this family decision. And, you know, those experiences were invaluable looking back on it now um, I know at the time, as like a twelve-year-old, I probably was not very happy with my parents about the move, but uh, it really did prepare me for life, it prepared me to adjust and adapt, and I wouldn't change any of that.
0: So you did. I mean, that's uh, for me. I feel like I'm one of those people that, is, given the media industry, most people have to bounce around a lot. And when I tell people I ended up being here my entire career for the last fourteen years. I'm more of the outlier in that regard because I haven't moved around and now my kids are like growing up in the school system I grew up in. And it's very strange, not how I thought my life was going to go necessarily. I thought I was going to like move all to the big city. I feel like when you're in the media, you're like, I'm going to get to New York or LA or Chicago. And then in all reality, you're like, "Eh, maybe not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so true, isn't it? You know, you think um, I always wanted to live in Atlanta when I was a kid and then I got in when I grew up and I was in the news business. I was like, okay, the, you know, the number one market's New York. And so that's where, you know, the goal is for New York and the network. And you, you think go into it thinking that. And I remember I moved to Louisville and it was so easy to live here. It was like this great community. There was such pride here. Um, I had great friends here and that was really important to me. I didn't realize how important it was to me until I was actually in it. And so when I had children here, you know, I think I think on when I was a kid, I always wish that, you know, I had those friends that I went to daycare with and I went to kindergarten with and I went to middle school with. And so I don't I don't have that consistency in a pattern of friends because we moved. But I, I look at my kids. I'm like, gosh, okay they have this great experience. Like my, my older son, there's a, a girl that went to daycare with him and they're in school together now. And so you know, those are those kind of things that I always wanted when I was a kid and my kids have that. Um, I think my daughter who's 10, she probably was more adventurous and she probably will be the one to, to move away when, when the time comes and she grows up. Um, but it's funny that my, my kids have the, the life that, that I was like seeking when I was a kid, even though I would not change anything. Like I said, I think it's really helped me adapt and learn. And, um, and even me staying in one market for you know, I was at WHAS for 15 years. And so even staying, that's like forever as an eternity in, in, in broadcasting. Right. Yeah. Um, especially in local news, people typically don't stay that long. Not many people stay that long uh, when you're reporting and people you move around for various reasons. Um, but, you know, work was great. I love WHAS. I love my time there. It was wonderful. I always say that's like where I grew up um, at the station because, you know, I was in my mid twenties when I came there, and you know, forty when I left, and so much in your life changes and happens in, in those those really important years. And so it's been it's been a great experience. It isn't exactly how I thought it was all going to, to play out, but I'm so glad it did.
0: So Louisville became your home. Is that where you met your husband?
1: No, I actually met him in high school. So I met him in Raleigh, North Carolina, when we were seventeen. Um, and so I, I met him then, and um we have have been together since
0: are you seeing
1: all the moves with me all the moves he's come along with me
0: That is incredible to be able to so he's been your anchor then since you've been seventeen.
1: Yes, he has, you know, he's, he's been fantastic. And he has been flexible and great. Um, He told me once a long time ago, he's like, you love what you do more than anybody I've ever seen. So I will support this. Um, So he came along with me on a lot of different journeys and adventures. And he's, he's been by my side since we were 17 years old.
0: So you guys know how to move together, grow together, adapt. It's no surprise that obviously you've had such a successful marriage because you've done nothing, not done nothing but change. But I mean, you've obviously experienced a lot of life change together.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. We've lived in, you know, we've lived in one room efficiencies. We've lived, we've moved more times than we can count. We used to have this big glass table. And when we were younger, he could he could he figured out a way to, like, throw this the, the glass part of the table on his back and we would move it. And we could just I mean, we could move in a, in a heartbeat. We were so we were very efficient at moving in our in our younger years. Um, and so, yeah, we've 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 grown up together, too. Um, it's been it's been a great journey. And I, I'm so thankful for him. I don't know where I would be without without his support. And he he's always been by my side.
0: When, what age were you guys, when you guys got married? Uh,
1: We were, we were 23. So I look back on that now at the time, it didn't feel like I was particularly young. Um, But I look back on it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was a baby. (laughs) Um, And my parents were like, no one ever said anything like, oh, you guys are really young. No one ever said that to us. But looking back on it now, being older, I think about my own kids. I'm like, oh, my gosh, if if they're that, if, you know, they're in their early 20s. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you're so young. And are you ready to do this? But I guess everyone could see what we saw in each other. And the time was right. And we were right together.
0: If it makes you feel better, I got married at 23 as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. Do you look back on, do you look back on it? Like, wow, I was so young then.
0: You know, I remember feeling like it totally right in the moment. I never questioned it. We actually got engaged, met when I was 21, engaged at 22, married at 23. And I remember thinking it was so weird because I remember telling some people about it and they had a very strange reaction. Like they were excited, but I could tell they were questioning me, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. now we've been married 10 years and I realized we got married in comparison to some young, but it always seemed right for me. In high school, I had once written down where I saw myself by the time I was 30. And I was—I said, I wanted to get married by this age, had kids by this age, forgot writing this down, found it 10 years later. And I did that exact thing. So I think in my mind, I always knew I was going to get married young. But now being around college age kids or being around even my cousins that are that age, it seems so weird to me because they do seem so young to me at their 23 versus my 23. So, I mean, to each their own. And I mean, once I started having kids, then people like realized, I don't know. <laughs> oh, they're, they're really serious. This thing's going to last. I don't know. It was very <laughs> So um, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I want to say um, i at age 26, I think it was. How old? Okay. So you guys have three kids, correct?
1: Yes, we have three kids, and we just celebrated 20 years. That's amazing. Uh, well, 20 years of marriage, so 26 years total together, which that sounds, gosh, I say the numbers out loud, it's like, wow, already, 26 years, but yeah, we've been married for 20, we have three kids.
0: That is such an incredible journey. I just had my third this year. Three definitely oh. changes the game.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to the Thank Three Kids Club.
0: The three K club is fun because you're, you're always juggling. There's no such thing as balance in necessarily you try to be as fair and equal as possible, but like you're naturally imbalanced by being a family of five.
1: I know. I remember somebody saying that the adjustment going from one to two was much different than going from one, from two to three. And they said, Oh, it's not that much of a shift going from two to three because you're already used to, to having multiple children, but it, it is an, it's, it's a, it's an adjustment. It is a difference. Um, And it, it has been an adventure and I love to see all their personalities and their dynamics together and how they are. Um, they're so funny. They, they always just say that the funniest things and they crack me up. My six year old is still, you know, he's six, so he's still, he's still very sweet and he's still, you know, I can still cuddle with him. My older two, they are, are so tall and they are, you know, they've grown up. So I feel like it's been just a blink and they're already taller than me now. Um, but yeah, they're, they're funny when they're, they're all together. I took a picture and I actually put it on Instagram not too long ago because I was I was working at my desk at home and it was late and usually at nighttime. That's so when my kids like to have a full party um, when it's time to go to bed. Other moms are like that too. So my kids were, were pumped up and ready to go. And it was, you know, 10 o'clock or something. All of a sudden it got quiet. And I went around, I looked, and all three of them were in my bed asleep, <laughs> cuddled up together. So there are cute moments like that um, that you have from time to time that that are really fun.
0: So you said 12, 10, and 6? Yes. So you have this exact same age gap that I have between my kids.
1: Oh, so my wow. First-
0: my first two are less than two years apart, but then now I have an eight-month-old, seven-seven-year-old, and five-year-old, and oh, wow. I think that I think there's been a blessing to having a, a, such a space between two and three because I got to recover some. The older kids can help out more, and there's less of a competition. I think between the third versus the one and two. Um, and the only hard part is all of a sudden being back in baby phase. I'm like, I forgot that this was this hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Once you once you uh, are are done with diapers for a while, and you go back to it, you kind of forget. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs>
0: exactly. It is a much different ball game. Uh, so you you had three kids. All three kids that have grown up in Louisville, correct?
1: All three kids. What? have grown up here correct yes they've all they've all been born here in louisville they all grew up here and they are all in jefferson county public schools and we've had a great experience here and they're a big reason why i wanted to come and work for jcps
0: with just with your tv career having the longevity that you did what do you think was the one of the hardest moments of your tv career in general
1: You know, it's always challenging when you are covering stories and you have to just cover the story. You can't ever let your opinion or your beliefs or your feelings weigh into it because you do have to be objective and you do have to tell their story. It's not your story. It's their story. And so that was always one of the hardest parts of, of the job for me was, um, you know, feeling very strongly about some things and and not being able to express that in a story, it was also really hard. You know, I covered a lot of things that 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 ended with tragedy, and you know, there's there's no nothing worse than being with a family that's been through a terrible loss, and that was always a hard part of the job, and um, that's the part I would always take home with me at night because that you can't you can't let that you can't let that go sometimes. Um, And I always said, like, if I ever got to a point where I could let it go, I need to do something else. I had lost a piece of myself in it. So I, I would always carry some of those difficult stories with me home sometimes that were, that were sad, um, that were tragic, that were unresolved. And you cover stories and you become close with, with families because you're, you're with them on this journey, even though you're in a, in a capacity of, of a reporter you're with them at the scene when something happens. You're with them throughout the um, the interim time between maybe there, there's been someone arrested, and then you're with them when there's the court case. So you you spend a lot of time with, with families, and so you you get to see and learn a lot. And um, that's certainly one of the was one of the mo- more challenging parts parts of the job. But but in making those connections too with families, you also found ways that you could help. And that was one of the most rewarding parts was finding time that you could um, help a family who had been through something terrible if they decided to to, uh, present an opportunity for change or impact the community in a positive way because of something that happened to them. Being able to tell that story was really meaningful for me on the other side. Um, So you kind of come full circle sometimes in stories. But yeah, most challenging parts were making sure you, you stay objective, even though there may be something that you are totally opposed to, um, dealing with being with a family when they're dealing with a loss, but then conversely, being able to show the other side of how families are able to turn something that has happened to them into something that, that changes lives for other people. Th- those, those are all the things that um, I think about when I think back on my career in journalism and, and the, the power of storytelling and the importance of storytelling.
0: Do you find yourself missing the storytelling part of that job because you were so trained for so long to breaking news up in the middle of the night, racing to the station if something major was going down, whether it was weather or breaking news in general? Do you miss that adrenaline rush from those breaking news moments?
1: You know, I I don't actually, and only because um, I think it, I was ready for a change um, in my life. And coming to this job especially has been so meaningful because I can still tell stories. You know, we have 98,000 students and 6,000 teachers and 15,000 employees. So we can still, we still tell stories here in the communications department. Um, we are great, blessed to have a, a great video team. And have a great social media team, so we can still tell those stories. Um, you know, there are some times I see things that happen in the community. I'm like, oh, I wish I wish I could cover that. I wish I could be there. Um, but I'm really proud of the work that JCPs is doing, and I'm really proud and honored to be a part of the change that we're trying to put in place and what we're trying to do to help generations of kids, not just for our kids right now, but for our future students who come into Jefferson County public schools.
0: What a move it must've been to say goodbye to the, the media industry. But at the same time, I would imagine your first day waking up, not dealing with it was almost a relief <laughs> to be able to have a piece Um, a more normal sleep cycle and to be with your kids at a more normal time and to switch careers, like you said, to the next thing you were passionate about. You knew there was something else versus this. I'm going to be here forever. I love that you recognize it is time.
1: Yeah. You know, it was, uh, if you saw on TV, I cried like a baby. So, you know, I was sobbing on the last day. Um, And it was hard because, that was home So that was where I grew up. Um, That was where I was comfortable. That was where I would, when other things were going tough in my personal life, I would would go to the station and that's where I found comfort. And that's where I was at home. That's where I was the most at peace. Um, So I loved, I loved that place. I loved the, the, the building. I loved uh, covering the stories of Louisville. And so I, Uh, but I knew I wanted to try something else and I knew I wanted to be a part of something else. And it's been crazy because everyone thinks, Oh, you have normal hours now. This is great. I know the, and I think you, you and I have talked about this before, but we work, um, it's constant here in JCPS. That's the way it should be. You're working for kids, right? You're working to support, support the community. So you should, you should be on, you should be working. And, And we are, boy, we are, it is, um, it's, it's pretty constant, which is great. I I love hard work. Um, I I love, I love long hours. I love giving my all to, to a job that you can, you can see it's like having an impact and, and making a difference. Um, so no, we don't get summers off and, um, I don't have like a eight to four kind of schedule, but I love this work. Um, and it's, I've been really, really blessed in my life to have, to have two opportunities to do something that that I love. And, you know, a lot of people can't say that. So I don't take that for granted. And I'm appreciative of having the opportunities that I've had.
0: I I love watching your career because I I remember when you transitioned over to JCPs and I was I can remember the sense of like being excited to work with you and meet you because I knew who you were and I was like how cool look at her go now and I've always thought even. In my career that at some point if I ever transition out of radio I'm always like now Renee Murphy is like such a great mentor you're someone I look up to I don't know if I've ever actually just said that to you but you are someone that I'm like that right there that is a strong woman that is a hard hard worker that is making her way um, through and through always treating other people with respect and kindness so that which it media can be a rough field and to come from that and still be who you are I mean you obviously were, came from a good family background and <laughs> have three right morals and values to do so.
1: <laughs> yeah, my parents, my parents are great. And my mom, you know, she I don't know if I can ever live up to her positive attitude, but she's always smiling and happy. And she she's she was a great role role model for me. And I I try to live up to that um, in my life. And I try to, to again have that balance and to make sure you can lift and encourage others. So that was one of the great things about my time at the station, especially towards the end, when we had newer reporters coming in and new colleagues coming in. Um, and I had been here for a while so I could I could be a teacher and I loved I loved that time being able to to help Young reporters figure out the craft of storytelling and figure out the craft of journalism. Figure out how to do investigative stories. So that was really meaningful to me too. Um, and so I loved being the teacher. And um, and so now I'm I'm learning. I came into a new role, so you kind of go into that that role of a student again. You're learning everything, which has was also exciting.
0: So. How have your kids been along the way? Did they, I mean, they obviously know that mommy works hard and now mommy's
1: <laughs> home too.
0: So how did they, how did the kids handle it with you?
1: You know, they're funny. They did not want me to um, leave the station. I think they, I mean, they were, it was so funny because they, they grew up there, too. You know, they always came to the station with me and I go pick up something from work and they'd be with me. And that was a big part of their lives, too. So it was a transition for all of us. Um, and they know that they see me work hard. And that's important for me to show my kids that, you know, you have to work hard in life. Um, you You have to do that. That's a part of the gig. You have to put in that effort every day. And so I want my kids to see me doing that. Um, but, I also want them to know that i 'm there for them, and they know that when i'm I'm not working, I will put my phone up and i'll uh, i 'll be with them so like for our twentieth um, wedding anniversary we had in May, I made sure I was like we had to go somewhere where we can all disconnect and so we went to Red River Gorge, where the cell phone service is spotty and in the place, the cabin didn't have Wi-Fi or anything, so we could just be together. So when I'm with my kids, I try to be very present and, and be with them as much as I can. Um, but I also think it's important for them to see to see me working and to see me doing what I love to do, too.
0: Has it been a challenge for you working from home?
1: Yeah, you know, we I work from home some um, for a bit, and we kind of do a mix. Um, there's not many people that are in the building. So I'll come in. I had to, we had to come up with a system um, when I, when I worked from home that I would have like, you know, we all have the zoom meetings. Right. Um, and so I'd have to put signs up on the door. Like, okay, this is not the time that we can all come running into mom's room. And there's some kind of, you know, crisis. That's not really a crisis. Um, okay. So <laughs> we, we had a sign system and that worked for about two days. Um, yeah. And then when they wow. were doing uh, remote learning, figuring out like, okay, I'm going to, I could do this meeting now. Let me go downstairs and check on on this child and say they did their assignment. I'm going to go back up and do this meeting, check on this child. I'm going to go do some emails real quick. Let me check on this child. So uh, we were all kind of figuring that out. And, and we will figure that out again, as we um, begin remote learning again at the end of the month uh, together. So We'll, we'll, we'll see how it all works out. I have a plan. I always go into things with plans, but you know, if you have kids, <laughs> the plan is on paper only sometimes. So we will, we will try and see if we can work the plan. And if the plan doesn't work, we'll come up with a new plan.
0: That's, that's what, exactly what I have found. I have told people and I am very upfront with it, regardless of who I'm on the phone with, whether it's a client, a coworker or a friend, I'm like, listen, I can tell them not to come in here. I can tell them that I have meetings that means nothing because all of a sudden if Barbie needs a new outfit on and they can't get it, that that's the emergency. And they're going to come in here and hand me a Barbie and a dress and put on the
1: Barbie. Um, oh, absolutely. One time my six-year-old, he's, he's big into Mario now. So my six-year-old came in, I was in a zoom. I was probably on a zoom and it may have even been with Dr. Polio. And I, I couldn't get my, the stop video button up fast enough. And so I know in the meeting people could see my, Kellen having like a puppet show on my shoulders with like Luigi on one shoulder and Mario <laughs> on the other shoulder. And I'm like trying to drop my video as fast as I can. Um, but I know, I know I didn't get it down fast enough. <laughs> so they got a puppet show for a little while.
0: You know what? Again, I think everybody is just going to have to learn to give everyone a little bit more grace because <laughs> they're sometimes the same thing. The kids think they're sneaking in, but really you can see like my daughter and my son completely behind me in the screen through the shot. And then people just kind of laugh and I'm like, you know what? It is what it is at this point. I mean, I don't think there's a single business I've spoken to on the phone or a person that is not either like you said, having a schedule where there's some in the office, some at home. Everyone is trying to figure out, How do you juggle home and school and work at the same time? Because I always tell people I am all for supporting working moms. I get it. It is hard to be a full-time working mom, but typically you're not trying to be a full-time mom with a full-time job at the same time. You get to go and then you get to come home. Um, And so when you're putting that all together and then the stress of, but now I need to make sure my kids are doing their work. It's on me now. There's only a hundred percent in a person. so it's figuring out how in the world do you perform this balancing act that you've never had to do before. You can't train for it. It's just there.
1: That, you know, there's no, we all do the best we can. And I think that everyone knows we're all doing the best that we can. And so if occasionally there's a Mario and Luigi puppet show on my shoulders behind me in the zoom, sometimes it happens. (laughs)
0: Exactly. I I completely agree and that's what I am certainly um trying to remind people of too and um now that school is getting ready to start back up again this spring was such a free for all because everyone had to move as quickly as possible a sharp learning curve whether it's figuring out Zoom calls Google Meets how to use Google chats The school services, literally, there was not a single industry that was like, I got this. I know how to do this. No, (laughs) we all had to do it together. So now it's March seems like so long ago from where we were and what we knew how to do and what we thought was impossible to what we're making possible now. And I think that especially comes into play with back to school. And that's what I keep telling people. like, It is not the spring learning you thought it was.
1: No, and that's been the that's been i have learned i mean just I can speak for myself personally how much I have like learned in just this little bit of time. One of our coworkers was like, "Your learning curve is has been sharp here <laughs> it's like i you had to you had to figure out things you had to adjust um and I think too with what we're doing with non traditional instruction here in j c p s we call it um n t i two um, so we have to we have to figure out ways that we can make this um, an experience that feels more like school, even though we will all be separated and we won't be in our physical school buildings. So we're, we're working through that right now. And we're going to have more details for families of exactly what to expect, what to look out for. Um, our, our teachers are going to begin, um, you know, their work schedule will start. Um, on Monday, and so there's going to be some some drive-through kind of events where um, families will be able to stay in their car and pick up things from the school and, you know, potentially meet the principal, meet their teacher so we we've all had to be really innovative in in this space and you you kind of get into this cycle now and you're you are learning how to navigate uh much better and how to make those screencastify videos and um, how to how to record your zoom meetings and share it with your team at a different time so there's there are lots of things that that we are learning and our families will see with non-traditional instruction, NTI 2.0, and just things we personally are learning how how to do and see how much we're capable of doing in this virtual setting.
0: So I, I live in Southern Indiana, but our school system gave the option of either in-person or virtual. And we chose virtual because that was what was best for our family, um, just because of high-risk people in the home. And I can remember some of my friends were like, I can't handle like it was in the spring. I can't do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. If you think the teachers and the administrators in the administration took the summer off, They have been working and working and working and the teachers have been learning and learning and learning. And I'm like, it doesn't even look nearly the same because I did the same thing. I drove up to the school to get all of our virtual learning stuff and, I did talk to the principal and I actually brought the kids with me to the school and we took pictures outside in front of the school because I wanted to get them excited about the first day and that it was coming soon and like I wanted them to make sure that they knew that they were still a part of the greater piece. and so I think like you said it's really important for the kids to realize that you still have a teacher you still have a principal you this is still your school you're just together in a different way And that is obviously something all adults and all people are adjusting to is how to feel togetherness, how to not feel isolated, um, even when you can't be physically next to somebody anymore.
1: Yeah, it it definitely... it's an adjustment, but we are still together and we've, we've tried to really, especially with the communications department here, making sure that we are connected to, to our staff and connected to our families, even though we are apart. Um, but we're, we're all in this, in this together and it really is about building community, um, even though you're online. Um, and we, we are finding ways to do that and finding ways to still come together um, while we are virtual. That that are still meaningful. And we know ultimately when we start school, our classes on August 25th, that our kids are going to be able to experience that as well.
0: What advice would you give to parents going into this year? Which I realize you probably list 100 things. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, I am I'm right there with parents. So I'm I'm working with JCPS, but I'm also a mom with my three kids trying to to navigate this as well. And so my advice to parents would be to make sure you stay Up to date with our website and and we're going to have more resources and information available to our families Um, make sure you're getting your updates from from your school um, and and try to establish a a rhythm or a pattern um, that works best for your family whatever that looks like you know maybe some days that we're gonna we're gonna go with plan plan a some days we're gonna go with plan b um, but maybe going into it having that conversation with your kids and that's what I'm going to be doing is having to, like okay kids we're going to be going back to back to classes now this is we got to get we got to get back on on a routine and back on a schedule um, and this is school I know you're not in your school building and you miss your school you miss your friends but this is still school um, this is where we are right now this is what's in the best interest of health and safety and I always try to, to have that conversation with my kids so they so they know where we are. So when I'm planning, they know why I'm planning things that way, um, and also just know that for parents too to be flexible with us, and we'll be flexible. We're definitely going to be flexible with our families. Um, And we're all doing the best that we can. And we're all working towards a common goal. Um, But, yeah, I think if you have those, I think having those conversations, trying to establish uh, what the day will be like and what the routine could be like are really important for for kids. And, And establishing those, you know, we're about two weeks out from school, two and a half weeks out from classes starting now. So I know as a parent, I'm going to have to start, you know, bedtime can't, it can't be 11 o'clock every night now. We slowly we'll start bringing the bedtime back down some in, in increments um, to, to get everyone kind of back on the routine and feel of school.
0: It's crazy how out of routine everything is right now. (laughs) I I know. I I know we're
1: like on this whole other schedule now. My six-year-old who was going to bed at 830 every night is staying up till 11 o'clock now. And I'm like, you know, we're just, our routines are off. Our patterns are off. um, But we're going to have to start like getting back in that kind of feel of, okay, we're in school now.
0: I know I told my husband that the other night, I'm like, we can't keep letting the kids stay up until like 10 o'clock. And I was like, well, that's on us. It's because we're running around. We're doing this. I mean, the baby's not up until 10, but like other than that, everyone else is still up and moving. And then we're not going to bed till this later. I was like, the when school starts it doesn't matter if it's virtual in person there's obviously still start times and end times everyone is good at that first month the amount of coffee and caffeine is probably going to swing back to parents Um, (laughs) we're not used to that we're used to being in our sweatpants and working from home and i mean barely wearing makeup or not getting out of bed at the exact same time because you don't have to for instance a lot for travel time or something like that i mean it is just such a significant shift across all people in the last four months, especially when I don't think anyone honestly thought in March, oh, this will still be going on in August, September. Oh, this will take two weeks. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah, Uh, I don't think anyone anticipated the um, (laughs) the length and that we would be here right now, that we would be... um, you know this many months into it and and still not be back in school yet because for health and safety reasons, so certainly has been a longer time than I think many people anticipated um, but the great thing about kids too is that they they adjust and they adapt, and so you know while they prefer to to be um, back on their regular routine before March thirteenth um, they've adapted and they've adjusted and um, they, they have been, my kids have been, have been great and they've been um, really willing to, okay, if we're going to take this on. Now, don't get me wrong. There are challenging days, <laughs> just like all moms out there. Um, but we have really good days too.
0: Yes. And I think that's the thing that I keep having to remind myself to is like the kids are actually seemingly handling this better than I have been because they're little and well, in some cases they're little, they don't necessarily know to compare this to compare that. And I mean, the other thing is they are following our lead mm-hmm. and what our mentality is. So I'm, it, it's a mindset shift that is hard and it's not overnight. And like you said, there are days when I just want to literally scream and go running <laughs> because I have no idea what to do because we are all used to being planners and organized and we do this. And then at this day we're doing this. And right now it's hard to plan that far in advance. And so mm-hmm. it's a really, it's just 2020, I think we'll end up having a silver lining of teaching people to adapt better, to change better, to, uh, figure out ways to even deal with their own anxieties over things differently. I don't know. It'll, it'll just change the way people prioritize things. We're still in it. So it's hard to see that yet, but I'm like, I'm hoping that's what will come out of this and being stronger from being more adaptable to technology changes and shifting your job and working from home and work hours being traditional. I mean, there's just going to be a whole domino effect of here's how we are now.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is this is what we have to do now. This is, you know, where we are now as a community to, you know, try and and stop the spread of this virus. And and, and this is what we we need to do. And I think as a community, we are we're seeing that we're recognizing that. And to your point, our kids follow our lead. So if we have positive attitudes and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to adjust. This is how we're going to adapt. I think our kids will will follow that. And it's been, you know, we, before, um, everything happened, we, we ran around so much. We were so hectic and everyone had multiple things that they were doing. And so when everything you know, when, when everything stopped very abruptly, um, my kids, it was interesting to see their reaction and what they, they did. Um, and they, they were just like running around in the neighborhood and just playing outside and, um, you know with all that with all that's going on um in our community and with all that's going on with with, with the pandemic um you know I, there's I, to see my children just be children and have some fun um it's little moments like that that i'm I'm very grateful for.
0: I completely, completely agree. And I also, with having a baby in the house, it's been so nice to actually be home every day. Regardless of working at the same time, I've still been around my baby all day, every day. And I've certainly never had that experience with the other two. So... Um, And I know to the people that have still had to go to the office that are the frontline workers or working at their auto mechanics, they're the grocery store workers, all of them that haven't had the opportunity to sit in their sweatpants and work from home with the ponytail. I get that there's obviously a much different perspective there for them given the year 2020, because they may be working harder than they ever have before. Mm -hmm. at the most risk. But all in all... I am. I'm looking forward to the school year. I am changing my mindset. It's because of people like you and the school systems for taking such care with long, long hours to try to do what's best, given the hardest hand that's been dealt so far. Because um, I was, if you would have told us at the start of last school year, this is how we'd be starting this school year again, we would have laughed and said, "Nah, <laughs> no yeah. way."
1: And we yeah. and we understand, you know, it's a challenge for families. Um, you know, we understand that for for our, our families that still have to work and parents that have to work, and we uh, we recognize that challenge. And that's why I say that we we will always be flexible and do what we can to meet the needs of all of our families, um, because this is such a unique situation. Um, and this is unlike anything we 've really had to, to deal with before, and this is certainly so unique um, that, that we get that we know that, and we understand that it 's stressful. Um, we understand that it is is extremely hard to to, to figure out what am I going to do um, if I have to go to work and my child has to to learn remotely. So we recognize that we understand that, and you know we, we will work with families as best we can.
0: Renee, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. You are an inspiring person in this community. And obviously, you've left a mark on all the other cities that you've lived in as well. But since Louisville has become a home to you, your husband and your kids, you are loved by many and continuing to make an impact on today's children. And you're right. And hopefully, the children for the generations to come. And I greatly appreciate you. I know you are insanely busy right now. <laughs> so, thank you so much for participating in the podcast today.
1: Well, I'm glad to be here and thank you for for inviting me on.
0: All right, Renee, you are always stellar.